Hey, Truth Group friends. My name's Andy. Thanks for joining me at Women Speaking Truth. Today, we're talking about making decisions. And I hate to say this, but I'm a really bad decision maker, which is surprising to me. And I know that sounds arrogant, like, oh, it's surprising that I'm not great at making decisions, but just let me explain. I'm surprised that I stink at decision making because God's wired me with the spiritual gift of leadership. And you know the one thing leaders are supposed to do really well, it's make decisions. But not me. I actually really stink in this area. But recently, I've been experimenting with three questions to ask myself when I'm making decisions and struggling. It's been a game changer. But before we get cracking, I want to bring you up to speed on how this podcast goes. And this podcast, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my 23-year-old self. Because here I am 20 years later, and I've learned a thing or two that's worth saying out loud, even just to remember and to remind my own self. To keep us from going off the rails, there are three rules I go by in this podcast. Rule number one, all I do is share lessons learned about knowing God and loving him. Rule number two, it's confusing, not to mention annoying for me to refer to my 23-year-old self as 23-year-old Andy. Instead, I call her you, like, hey, you, how are you? How are you doing? And remember, when I say you, I'm talking to her. Rule number three, not everything I say is generalized to you. Because remember, we're talking to my 23-year-old self. So back to decision-making. I'm not great at it. And I know for a fact you're not great at it either. In large part where others make decisions based on logic or perfection or control or what's best for them, you make decisions based on people-pleasing. Personally, this year, there have been plenty of times where I've recognized indecision. It's like a decision paralysis in myself. I face a decision that needs to be me- needs to be made and I spiral unable to make a decision. For example, even with whether or not to do this podcast, I sat on this decision literally going back and forth for 2 months. 2 months. I'm an early riser so at like 6 in the morning I'd remember this decision that I needed to make and I felt my stomach acid totally ramp up like hello anxiety. Then by 8 o'clock that morning, I talked myself into decision eight. I'm totally doing the podcast. I think this is what God's asking me to do. And literally by 8.15, I was backpedaling into decision B. Nope, I don't think I'm supposed to do it. And back and forth and back and forth it went. This experience wasn't a one-off. I wish it were because it's like a few days later. And then a week later and a month later, I saw this same pattern. And this pattern made me completely itchy, like really uncomfortable because I realized what is happening inside me that when it comes to making a decision, whether be it big or small, and most of them not that big of a deal, it's like I just can't be firm in my decision making. And then it was so obvious that it caused me to look back and realize I think this has kind of been the name of my game. So my question was, what's underneath this indecision pattern? Is it fear of failure? Insecurity? Overthinking? For me, yeah, sure. It's definitely a combination of all three of these. But I think there's totally something else at play. And here's what's true. 
And every decision I make, I want God to be my guide, like my real guide. It's like I love him and I want his true leadership and his real blessing on my on every aspect of my life, right? Which means then that I bring every decision to him. And for me, this process is special and it's slow. And it's like, not only do I bring the decision to him, I also do this thing where I explain to God all the decision options, not because I don't think he doesn't know. Listen, I know that he knows, but there's a part of me that becomes really vulnerable when it's like, God, what should I do A or B? But instead, I'm like, God, here's the situation and here's how I'm feeling in it. And here's what I'm noticing. And so, God, I want to bring it slowly and carefully and vulnerably before you. And then I display, I explain to him this decision and option. And this decision and option and how I feel and what I think about each one. And it's like this true slowdown in my heart in this decision-making process that's become for me personally a really rich experience. Because it's explaining and spending time and talking to God about each and everything and laying it carefully before him and then asking him, God, what do you think? What's your opinion? What would you have me do? What's in your heart to know about each one of these areas? What do you want me to do? And then asking him, well, what do you think? And then in that process, there's a true submission. It's a slowdown in here that actually causes me to wait on the Lord instead of to just say lip service and then to just submit it, realizing no matter what he tells me to do, it's his way. I will do whatever he tells me to do, whether I agree with it, want to do that or not. And the more I've reflected on my decision paralysis, I think it's this last thing of really waiting on God that tripped me up the most. So let's pause because I want to make sure you and I are on the same page because I really want you to sink your teeth into this thing that's tripping me up most in my decision making. It's not just insecurity. It's not just overthinking. The thing that's tripping me up the most these days is actually waiting on God so that I make the decision that I think he wants me to make. So let's hear from you. I know what's going through your mind right now, and I know what you're thinking. You're like, well, wait, okay, wait a second. Waiting on God is the trip up for you? How? If you're actually waiting on God and you're really submitting to him, why is this the trip up for you? And you would say, because I'm working really hard to remember to even include God in my decision making, and I'm struggling to decide if I am actually wanting to make him a part of my decisions or not. But you are saying uh, you're waiting on him and your actual desire is to wait on God. And that's what's hanging you up. And I'm like, yep, you got it. That's exactly what's hanging me up. So while you are struggling to wait on God, I'm struggling as I wait on God. So let's break this down. Waiting on God starts as a discipline. It starts with trying hard to remember to even include God in the decision making. Then when you start to actually remember to do that, to include God, 
the next step is submission. It's a struggle because you are asking God what to do, which implies that you're going to obey him no matter what he says to do, hopefully. Even if you don't like it, even if you don't agree with it, this in and of itself is tough. But after lots of experience with this and learning to trust him, I've realized I want to submit to him because there's this profound joy in the waiting and submission process with God. And then the waiting comes to an end because God finally answers. And sometimes that answer comes quick and other times it's slow. And sometimes his leading is as clear as glass. It's just so obvious. And it's wonderful when he speaks and you know what he's saying. But other times, other times his answer is subtle. And other times his answer, it's like silent and invisible. And that is really a perplexing place to be. It's like, God, what? What should I do? God, do you have something? I think that you want to weigh in on this. I just don't see or hear or experience anything that would reveal what your way on way in is. And I feel like I'm giving you all of my heart in this and I'm waiting. Any answer you want to give me, God, is good. Just provide an answer and nothing comes. Even though the thing has been bathed in total and sincere prayer, but nothing comes. This is where my decision making has gone south. This is the moment. This is the place and the space where I get spirally. And I talk myself in and out of decision A and in and out of decision B and C. So I've been experimenting with using three questions to guide my decision making in this situation. And these three questions have provided some rails to keep me from like gutter balling, clink, 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 back and forth and indecision. By the way, I saw these questions in an article by Campus Crusade that I wish I could find, but I can't. And when I saw these questions, they resonated, but I modified them. So here are these three questions. Number one, what are my motivations or goals about this decision? And I want to take it also one step further. What are my spiritual motivations or goals about this decision? Question two, Am I harboring any desire to impress or keep up with others? Question number three is this. Am I confident that my direction is from God? So my first question is this. What are my motivations or goals about this decision? What are my motivations? What are my goals about this decision? So I'm going to use my podcast indecision example to walk you through my process because it was really clear. Should I do it? Should I podcast? What am I going to say if I podcast? Am I going to show up? Am I going to get criticized? What I've got this really dumb idea about the format of talking to myself 20 years ago. How stupid is that? And on and on and on my indecision went. So for me, this question was really helpful because it forced me to be more specific than I was able to be without this question. So straight out of the gate, I knew I didn't have goals per se that I wanted to achieve with this podcast. So I focused more on what my motives were. My motives for the podcast were to love others, 
to use my voice to share really practical ideas about how to love God and know him in just plain old everyday life. Then I realized, wait, that motivation to use my voice to share practical ideas about how to love God and know him in everyday life, that sounds like a pretty good focus or goal for me. And so it was interesting because this motivation helped me to form a goal in my indecision. Now, let's just be really clear. My my bad motivations were obvious too. I didn't want more on my plate. I didn't want to start something and flake out later on. I felt like I didn't have much to say, so why say anything at all? I felt like this idea of talking to my 20-year-old self was so dumb. And as these negative motivations for not doing the podcast crept their way out of my heart and my mind, I was so grateful because I could see them for what they really were, excuses and insecurities. So this second question Am I harboring any desire to impress or keep up with others? Was an easy one. I was like, shoot, heck yeah, I am. (laughs) Because my ministry partner, Melissa Dunn, who leads truth groups with me, busts her butt producing these YouTube videos to help women want to be in scripture and stay in scripture and think rightly according to scripture. And you guys, it's like sometimes her workload makes me feel guilty. By the way, totally check out her YouTube videos if you haven't. It's just go to YouTube and search Melissa Dunn. Uh, She'll come up usually first off. You will be so glad that you did. They're fantastic, fun, and engaging. So back to my guilt because I'm comparing my workload to her workload. Straight off this question, am I trying to keep up with others, hit home. And I talk through this with God and then with Melissa. And these conversations I had formed a filter. Is God asking me to podcast or is my false self-induced guilt telling me to podcast? And having this filter made it so much easier to cut through the false guilt that was contributing to my indecision. And so finally, there's this third question. Am I confident that my direction is from God? For me, the word confident is the kicker. Am I confident that my direction is from God? To be straight with you in my decision to podcast or not to podcast, this was the question that still didn't have a real answer. No, I wasn't confident that my decision was from God, but... The answers to the other two questions, my motivation to use my voice and uh, to share in everyday life and recognizing the guilt, uh, how that was coming into play in my indecision, man, when I saw that, it led me to a place of honesty with God and honesty with myself. And I couldn't think of a valid reason not to open my mouth and use my voice. The podcast, just so you know, had been quiet for a few months because Galen and I, Galen's a team member in Women Speaking Truth and and Truth Groups, and her and I used to podcast together, and we both took a break after a tough uh, workload season, and so the podcast had been silent. And Melissa and I, I tell you, we are dead serious when it comes to just being faithful with what God's given us. 
And it was this last part, just being faithful with what God has already given me to do that actually provided confidence. And so it was interesting because even though I couldn't come up with a clear answer for question number three, my confidence, it was because of question number one and two and just observing what God was doing through those questions and what he was lifting to the surface that was able to provide me with a measure of confidence. Andy, just be faithful with what God's given me to do. That provided me with confidence. So as you people please, and as you struggle in your decision making, here's what I want you to do. Take a deep breath. And just for today, enjoy the journey of knowing God and being loved by him. Whether you feel like you're good at making decisions, whether you're struggling in decision making, whether there is a big decision on your plate that you know needs to be made, take a deep breath. And just for a moment, enjoy the process and the journey of knowing God and being loved by him.